Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. However, them being Black at that time and where they were from was actually more of the issue. So they were from South Atlanta, from the projects, poor as like, like it's not that they came from bad homes, right? We're not talking about like whether they had a good mama or a bad mama, drugs or whatever. We're not talking about any of that. They were good, like they were you know, that's kids. What, that's what the police and the media would try to and, say initially. And that's, but like, let's be, let's also be really clear. That's what they do now, right? The, the, first, the first thing they said about Botham Jean was, oh, he smoked weed. Yep. Absolutely. Right. So it's the these kids are it's it's one of those places where we're talking actually about the intersection of race and class. So they weren't a high enough class to matter and they weren't the right race to matter. The right race to 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 the right race. Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while Black. If Black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all-Black everything. Everybody, welcome back to Wild Black. Welcome back, welcome back. We're here again, another amazing episode. You got Vince. And Art in the building. Did we introduce ourselves last time? Probably not. <laughs> you know, we just sometimes we just go in. Matter of fact, I don't think we did last time. Because it, it felt like, I said, I think I said that last time, but I'm going to say my name. Mm-hmm. Anyway. They know us by now, though. Art, you, they better. Yeah. They damn sure better. Yeah. Listen, today we get, you know, I can't say a dope topic. This one is, um, it is not dope. Oh, it's, shit. It's, it's not dope. It's not dope. It's interesting as hell. So it's Reggie? It is. It's who? Reggie. What's that mean? Oh, Okay. Right. That's for all the marijuana smokers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, I threw you off. I might have right? a drug test on Monday. Right? Let, me, <laughs> let me let that go. I, I don't even, for the record, I don't even know nobody named Reggie. Okay, so, I don't either. <laughs> but look, today we are is. talking about filmmaking, but more specifically, we're talking about the Atlanta child murders. And for anyone who knows anything <clears throat> about that that case, that topic, that time, you know it's controversy. Did I say that right? Yeah, controversy. It didn't or feel controversial. Right. controversial. Yes, that's what I'm yeah, talking about. You, it's you controversial. Can play with it, though. Yeah. Yes, I was like, it didn't, that didn't feel right when I said it. It sounded it, good, though. Appreciate you. Yeah. But it's also a real piece of Atlanta history. And for me personally, it's intrigued me. It has befuddled me. It's horrified me. It's scared me. It's confused me. And lately, there's been a, a lot of interest on this case. I say for maybe the, like the last two years. Did he say befuddled? Yes. Yeah. I fucked up. What was the word? I, like I fucked that. up. Controversy. I like so I had that. to throw something new in there. Befuddled. Befuddled. Yeah, yeah. So today we have a brother and sister, CJ and Ty, who are going to talk to you about what they're doing in this space. Y'all a literal brother and sister? No. 
No, oh, okay. no, we're, like, we're, we're, we're was, business no. partners. So yeah, like, <laughs> she was like, hell no. <laughs> hell My mama no. prettier. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Pretty, prettier than who? My mama prettier than your mama. Oh, oh. come on, the daggers. We're gonna we're gonna oh. start off with the lies. <laughs> I'm sorry, audience. I'm sorry. This is how the first time how you see us. First impressions. Uh, your I'm mama a truth jumped teller. in the air and got stuck. As you see, CJ is the liar of the group. So you see how dynamic. Mm. <laughs> oh. Well, Ty, since you already got the mic, brother, introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit about what you're doing. Hi, I'm uh, Ty Williams. Uh, I co-own a company here with CJ called Atlantis Filmworks. We produce original content. We, I, I write and direct. Uh, I co-write with CJ. She does her own projects. And currently, we're producing a project called Cassandra. Cassandra is a short film about a mother who's lost her kid six months prior during the Atlanta child murders. Um, when the anniversary starts to come up, the police thinks they think they have found her kid. And after that, she has a slow decline into sort of trying to find her child, trying to find the memories that she starts to lose. So um, she goes through a little mystery and adventure to try to reclaim those memories that she's losing. And um, we thought it was mm. important to do because <laughs> we first came together on this project because we we worked on a feature film that's in pre-production about the Atlanta child murders. But we thought it has so many layers that we needed to do something, especially for the girls that weren't mentioned on the list that were forgotten. There are about 19 of them. And also the mothers um, who lost those children. They did they have the space to grieve, or did they have you know? Do they have to just get over it? Do they have to be the strong black women, or can they be human beings? Um, so that's what the film wants to has to focus on. Wow, no big deal or anything. No, that, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's quite heavy. Yeah. Oh, the whole vibe like, in the room. Right? We, 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 we brought that down, didn't we? <laughs> I tried to say it in a very light way. You, you did. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, but I caught that. <laughs> my bad. Um, so, hi. My, I'm CJ. Uh, I am Hi, a, CJ. Um, I'm a writer, producer, data scientist, multi-hyphenate reader, right? Okay. Um, so you, you do it I, all. We got it. I, I like yeah. to do all the things. Um, so, I've been co-owner with Atlantis Filmworks for the last couple of years. We've been playing around in the film world. It's been awesome. So um, Cassandra is really close to my heart, primarily because it explores what grief is. Um, so, and what motherhood is, especially in sort of the face of tra tragedy. I love it. I love it. All right, what were you finna say, brother? Well, I was thinking grief and tragedy, right, at that moment. But more on the lines of, some of our listeners may not necessarily know what the Atlanta child murders were. Yeah, so the Atlanta child murders were a series of murders that happened approximately from uh, 1979 to 1981. There were about 29 children on the list. Um, there were about two kids. There were about two, there were about two uh, females and two little girls, and the rest were boys. Um, the last few were adults. Those were the ones that... Um, when Williams got convicted of being associated with. But the rest of the cases were closed and never solved. 
So just to like be clear, like, so your victim range is from like eight to 27. Um, and as as Ty said, like they're the last one, last five or so were all adults. And then so um, there were kids that were strangled. They were um, asphyxiated, drowned, shot, sort of the entire list is really big. So all the ways that you can kill someone, these kids were on the list for those reasons. Wow. And it, they, is, it, is it a solved kind of mystery of, of a correlation of all of them together associated to one or two people or well, um, what's the word on that? The, the issue is the reason— like No one's ever been charged, right? With a child's murder, just Wayne with Not the, the with a child's murder. It's a little complicated. Yeah, so. yeah. He's—well, he's, well, he hasn't been formally charged and convicted of child's murders, but— some of them have been attributed to them, to, to Wayne Williams, but just closed. Attributed by like the investigators, correct? Yeah, circumstantial. Yeah. They call evidence. it um, they called it a pattern case. <clears throat> so Wayne Williams was convicted of two murders of a 21-year-old, I believe, and a 24-year-old. Um, I'm not sure exactly what he was supposed to have done to them, but killed them. And then there's like this whole controversy about green fibers and like a car, the dog. dog. Like there's all this stuff. You you please read about it. It's fascinating, right? Armchair, armchair like detectives will have a field day with Atlanta child murders. When you have someone who goes in depth on like all the things that happen, all the accusations, all the conspiracy theories. There are at least 10 conspiracy theories. It is very in depth. It is... It grabs you. It's it. You almost you almost want to forget that this is real. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and it's like a circus in itself, right? Because Atlanta was also doing interesting. Atlanta, the yes. city, was also doing interesting things. The first black mayor is in is around. We have you know, there's a whole influx of like just sort of black business doing amazing things during that time as well. We're doing like we're post civil rights technically, but we're still trying to move forward. There's like so like the context in which all of this happened is also sort of important yeah. too. So what was the city trying to proclaim itself to be at that time? Right. One of the things that it was trying to proclaim itself to be is the city too busy to hate. Yeah. Is yeah. sort of it's one of the many mm. taglines that floated around. Yeah. But let's be clear, these children and the adults were also from sort of southern Atlanta, sort of memorial drive, like from the projects, from the hood, right? And Ain't the hood no more. They selling high dollar homes. Yeah. Oh man. Um, right. but and none of those projects exist anymore. Yeah. So let's also be clear about those. Mm-hmm. Um, so these kids were also from the hood, apparently doing bad things, quote unquote. Um, and they're all African American, everyone. Black boys and two girls, black, all black, and young. Just if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. <sighs> it just breaks your heart, but yes. Was, was nine the youngest one? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Eight or nine. Yusuf. Yusuf, I think, was the name. Yeah. It, it stuck with me, I remember. Yeah. Like, I've truly been intrigued by this case for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so yeah, before we, can talk we, about before we dive in too too much, let's jump in this wild black shit, brother. You want you want to run them through it? Absolutely. So wild black shit is a series of questions, and the third being our signature question that we ask every one of our guests. Y'all ready? Ready. Sure. I think y'all know damn detail. <laughs> <laughs> all right. They, all right, they, they used to the improvisation and all that. Right. 
Rapid fire question, though. We on that rapid fire shit today. <laughs> it was good okay. last time. Yeah. Since you are filmmakers, we wanted to stay in the general area. And we're going to play Name That Film. Failed. Okay, cool. <laughs> I've already failed. <laughs> well, I, I, mm. You're you going to kill it. You're going to kill it. A. Bye, Felicia. Friday. Bam. So, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. CJ, you didn't know that? I told you I'm gonna fail. Stop it! I'm gonna. I'm what? gonna. Okay. I watched right. Friday. I've watched Friday. Stop. Tell you I've on watched pause. Friday. You on pause? <laughs> right, right. right. You on pause? Right. You got to pause. Everybody pause. knows Friday. Because we got it. We right. got to have a conversation. Involved. She right. said no. failed out the gate. <laughs> no, see. Okay, let's be. I want to make sure that y'all really know. You gonna get number two? No. What happened? <laughs> what happens is you gonna get number two. My black sure. card gets revoked every time. You gonna fail? You gonna get every time? You gotta get this. You got number two. You got number two. This is what I'm, I'm gonna give you a hint. You're an avid reader. I am. So you you you, you gonna you, you gonna it. destroy this one. You show is ugly. Stop it! I have no idea. If you tell me the movie, then I probably okay. We gotta give up. We gotta guess the movie. We gotta give her another clue on that one. Can I? Can I? Uh, no, yeah. no, 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 You can't say nothing. Your black you look like you know what I We saw. We saw. Mm-hmm. We got to work on CJ. We got to hmm. work on you. I mean, I probably watched it. You did. I'm hmm. sure. I think every African American has Is watched this film. Is it the color purple? Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Did you just yeah. guess that out of the blue? Or did you? No, I was thinking about somebody ugly in the color purple, and I was like, that's Who was what you thinking I about that was ugly? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah, oh. yeah. We know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I knew. Okay. Here we go. I'm telling All right. I'm telling I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably going to hell for that one. Okay. Oh, whoopee. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopi, Whoopi. Wow. Well, there if you, you compared go. Oprah and Whoopi. <laughs> Both of them got a neck and neck. <laughs> in the movie, you know. You, in the you, movie Oprah, only. In the movie Whoopi, only. That was not Vince. Just want to be clear. <laughs> or Ty. Ty was like. We invite okay. y'all on the show to talk about we it. We can continue. Yeah, continue that. Rapid Oprah fire. and Whoopi. This is terrible. All I'm right. sorry, guys. Sexual chocolate. Oh, I see him. Like. Mm hmm. Eddie I'm Murphy. still on pause. Push. Yeah, no, no, you, 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 you are positive now. You, you, uh, yeah, you in the game. Coming to America. You, uh, pause. <laughs> 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 there we go. I'd like to do the dance. Did you see? His, did you see his demeanor? I was like, I'm on. Am I? Am I? Am I good? Can I get in here on that? <laughs> he was double dutch. You know, you get the corner. You're right. Yeah, I was. Are we here yet? You in that? I D. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. <laughs> New Jake City. Look, Ty keep looking over like, you gonna say something? Or? Oh, I got it. See, I don't, he, yeah. He in there, that, yeah. That's, what are you that's talking about, it. grits? No, talking no. about what? Grits? No. Okay. Gr no. <laughs> See, we, the coming, we coming back grits. to the damn food. She, she means the food has emerged right. again. I'm hungry. Yes. We never close. Yes, Me too. I'm star. All right. Make that money, girl. Don't let it make you. I think this is the hardest one on the list. Is yeah. it Players Club? Bam. Yes. Ooh, it's it's, it's still easy, right? What's it? You yes. first, brother. You yeah. first. He's, yeah. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. It, it, it right. secure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, this is the hardest one. You think? Okay. You're the perfect verse over a tight beat. It's brown sugar. Oh! 
Did you see that? Oh, oh, he said Jay for the win for the at the w. end. He saw that like, oh, that's brown sugar. Oh, so CJ, CJ <laughs> like bars. CJ like bars. That's what it is. She like bars. That's what that is. Oh, all right. <laughs> what Yo, Tay Diggs be, oh, We can talk about it Okay, anyways all right. I'm, gonna watch, I'm gonna watch that tonight I watched Love and Basketball Earlier today Praise It comes on in, Like around this time of year You can watch it like Six mm-hmm. or seven times If you want to Friday's my Christmas time movie It is It, it, it is, is a Christmas movie It should yeah. be well, sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that one shit too. has always been right. right. <laughs> that oh one yeah, you 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 a movie kind yeah, of no. He's like he's like yeah, that one too. <laughs> yep. All right. Second question: What in the last twenty years has, in each of your opinions, been the worst black folks movie made? <laughs> worst can mean worst plot, worst acting. Just just hated the movie. Just makes you cringe. And so on and so did forth. Did you, did you, Nina? Really? Nina. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot, I heard a lot, a Zoe lot, Seldon, a lot uh, about Blackface? that one though. Let's start there. <laughs> but oh. I, I'm going to challenge you out the gate. I can think of too many movies that have to be worse than Nina. Have to be. There's no way. But Nina didn't deserve that. I agree with that. <laughs> they should have done that. I saw pictures, and I was like, no, you should have done better. I don't even remember that shit. Mm, that's a part of the... What I remember <laughs> about is all the conversation about Saldana darkening herself mm-hmm. for that role. Yeah. I just remember thinking... Who, who you, 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 uh, you, you Googled uh, who directed it? Who wrote and directed it? No, who did? The white lady. Did she try to get Julia Roberts to play her first? <laughs> Just checking. You never know. When she sure got it to darken her face. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. Huh. CJ, what you got? Wait, wait, no, no, no. Oh, okay. So. You, 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 you jumped in there and was like, I could name two movies that gotta be worse than what you think. Man. Just hurtful to black people. Baps. Oh, um, Baps that's not funny. Soul Plane. That's, I don't know if that's, that's 20, 20 years. years. Soul Plane. That came out I, I think that's, I think, that's, I think that's 20 years. Plane. I think yeah. And the one I, and the one I hate more than all is damn Joanna Man. Hate it. I'm going to That's not 20 years. That's like 93. Okay, 25 years. That's Miguel Miguel uh Nunes. You, yeah. <laughs> Hated it. What so what did you hate about him though? Like you, <laughs> you everything. Although like Soul Plane, you Although Soul Plane did make Soul Plane made me chuckle much later. At just how bad it was. But that damn um, Juana man. And there was um, there was a movie that had Danny Glover and somebody else in it. It was no, it may have been Angela Bass. It was another large name actress. And it was just them on like some island, Lena and Bozeman, something. Let me look it up. Something like so, that. Soul Plane is what blew Kevin Hart up. Yeah, it, was, it was a horrible it was movie, his, It was his first entry into, like, being leading a film. It was yeah. an absolutely horrible movie. I, mean, I, would, I would have to concur. CJ, did you hit us with yours? Oh, I, I didn't, but I, I did not like Burning Sands. The, the, the college movie? The college movie, yeah. Who was in that? Nobody important. Although, I, although shout out to Christian, he, I think he was a good friend of mine. Burning Sands. I, I think I remember seeing it, but I don't remember anything about yeah, it. Yeah, like, kid passed. All right, what was yours, bro? You said burning sands. Burning sands. <laughs> Why? Why uh-huh. are you this way? Thanks. <laughs> 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 Why? I don't know. Oh, Pootie Tang was a fucking disaster. Um, 
Uh, I, you know who, oh, who, who directed that? Who? Uh, CK. Yeah. Uh, the white guy, so the CK, the guy who got Lewis. Yeah, CK. Yeah, he wrote. He wrote it. I did yeah, not know he wrote that. It, yeah. CK Lewis. Yeah, he wrote it. I don't. Maybe Chris Rock directed inside. it, but he might have directed it also. Yeah, yeah. he wrote yeah, it. He was, Definitely, yeah. he wrote Pootie Sing. So I tell you. Mm. Oh, I, oh they, they get him. They get away. A Pootie Sing <laughs> is a fucking disaster. Like I, mm. I didn't even. Yeah, I. But it made lots of money, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. People like Pootie Tang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how. I, don't I wonder know. if we, did black people really like it or did they just say they like it? Did, did, we, did we really like that? Man, it was. Is it a part of your black card to like Pootie Tang? I think or it might pretend be. you like? I mean, that, that's like real talk. Mm-hmm. Most people don't like the taste of Crown or Hennessy. Praise. Right. But oh, you we, crazy. <laughs> you crazy. You crazy. Nah. Crown has an, a, a very distinct and amazing. <laughs> Just think amazing. Tell me more. I won't have yes. it. No. I, I won't. I will not let you bash. <laughs> no. so, 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 do you do the crown spirit. apple too? I do crown apple. I do crown uh, peach. Crown <laughs> peach by itself with ice is amazing. I tried crown honey before I stopped drinking. Crown honey is almost threw up. That's uh, fucking yeah, disaster. That, that, like anything with sweet. honey. Nah, you don't know. Any honey shit or maple shit, you don't want it in the alcohol. All right, let's, All right. Hit, let's hit with the third, third question. Third question. Mm-hmm. What do you love most about life while black? Not, we know it ain't the movies. What, what it ain't, it's definitely not the movies. Um, well, not the bad ones anyway. It, well, maybe I love to read, so I am a reader first and okay. second and then a filmmaker. Uh, I love my hair. So I am completely natural. I've been natural since before it was cute and fun to be natural. I've been natural for 20 years. Um, and it has been an evolution for sure. And all of y'all are short-haired. So anyways, short. I will continue to... No, I'm <laughs> y'all, you're none-haired. Um, <laughs> you see how, how nice she threw that out? Right. Like, short-haired. short-haired. Short, I'm being polite. Great. Uh, yeah, I love my hair. I love being able to get up in the morning, spray a little water in it and shake and walk out. I love... It's my own. It, I don't have a brand. I don't. That's not my thing. But like, if you want to go and look for distinctive CJ features, you won't find my hair. I like that. So that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Ty, what about that's you, dope. brother? I think more than anything, I'm a student of history. I think uh, I like finding my connection to other Black folks, finding mm. a thread, uh, finding common experiences, finding like, oh, they had a Black person that was doing this in the 1800s. There was in Congress. That's crazy. And the little, the, in revealing the little way, all the little and big ways that, you know, we've done great things. We aren't just this, you know, group of people that's, you know, been at the victim, been victims of white people. Nah, we've, we've done great things here. I love that. Mm-hmm. And we keep doing great things. And we keep doing great. It makes you feel good because, like, growing up, um, a lot of times, especially if you've experienced racism, you think, we, well, we've never been anywhere. We, we've never done anything. We've always been kind of oppressed. But no, not at all. Yeah, you've had a lot awesome. of great men and women, you know? That's true. Stand on their shoulder. I think that's, that's two true. very different but very good answers. All right, so we're going to jump into that's this That's where our power quote. comes from is our hair. Oh, you Samson over there, fish? <laughs> <laughs> I'm powerless than a motherfucker. Well, I got, I got this. You got facial. Yeah, you, you good. I'm good. Beer gang good. strong. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump into this dope quote. Uh, the dope quote anchors the episode. It's a thematic you'll hear through the episode, right? And I think it's applicable to what you all are doing. So I'll read that real quick. 
There's No Greater Agony Than Bearing an Untold Story Inside You by Miss Maya Angelou. I'll read it one more time. There is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. I feel like we've had that one on here before. Now that I say it. Doesn't matter. It's applicable. So what do you all think about the quote when you hear it? It's beautiful. Ty? Um, what does it mean to you? I, I think it, it, it means much more being a filmmaker, especially a black one, trying to discover, trying to put out black stories that are authentic, right? And not just full of tropes. Yeah. It, it is painful to have those, what you see, as in, and not just me, any black filmmaker, any filmmaker of color, to have like a story that's authentic to you and your community. Right. And other people are telling the story wrong. Yeah. <laughs> or we're not getting our chance to tell the story. So uh, I, I feel that deeply when she said it. We, we all have these untold stories that we need to get out, each and every one of yeah. us. I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, I think um, sort of playing off of that, the goal <clears throat> always is, is to be able to tell a nuanced story, right? There is not the black experience, there's a black mm. experience, Important right? Important distinction. And mm-hmm. so, you know, so my my interest always has been like, I'm a I'm a black girl from a reservation in the middle of Washington State. Like, that's not that's not the black experience, but it is right. a black experience. And right. as you sort of like wander around and think about like why that could have happened, like my heritage, my ancestors, my grandparents very specifically, like they got there for really good reasons that were completely based in why America is made up in the way that it is. So um, yeah, I, I like untold stories. When you think about, when I think about untold stories, I would love to be able to talk about a story that's from a point of view that is not Pootie Tang or yeah. Ladies Man or heaven forbid, fucking Green Book. Let's, can we talk about Green Book being wrong? Right. Like, so yeah, I would like to, I, I love a story that's real and nuanced. Hey, struck a nerve over there, didn't it? <laughs> Well, I'm oh, we pissed. gonna get into that. Actually, no, it's because I'm pissed. But, <laughs> um, but like, I would love, I would love a little bit of nuance. And also, the reality is, is that these like black folks are not dumb. So I don't go to the movies because a lot of the movies and watch a lot of the stuff because it's stupid. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Like, I want to be smart. As smart as I am in real life, I want to be smart when I go to the movies. And, like, dumbing it down to make it, like, you know, revenue generating and cool or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's hard. So, I want a lot of nuance because that's that's where that's I ha- that's, that's that's where I hang out, right? It's so, amazing because mm. I, I struggle, and we won't go into it much, but I struggle with that myself at times. Yeah. I have to, I have to purposely separate myself when I go to the movie. Sometimes I have to go and it's purely entertainment. I expect to have no other value other than a chuckle. And you have to do that. Otherwise, I walk out disappointed half the time. So I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But talking about movies, let's let's kind of jump in. And, and we already talked about the case a little bit. And I want to ask a couple more questions about that. And then I want to get specifically into Cassandra and begin to talk through that a little bit. So wh- why is why is this case the Atlanta child murders, Wayne Williams. Why is that so important to black people in the culture? I think um, it's, it has very uh, a lot of different levels in black culture that aren't exposed, right? So the mothers of STOP 
who was a civic organization led by Camille Bell, who was Yusef Bell's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were saying to the governor, to Atlanta local that you guys aren't listening to us. We're the poor blacks and you're telling us what we should be doing and what we should be hearing from you and understanding, but that's not helping. Our kids are still dying. Whereas you had the government, which was full of post-civil rights sort of descendants. Um, a lot of elite class blacks were telling them this, you know, listen to what we say and we're trying to have this business and all this other stuff. We can't be having this going on. Right. Right. So your problems are bad for city business. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like, so relevant right now. We we work on something bigger than your kids. Exactly. And even and so even Cassandra gets to a level below that. The girls who weren't even put on the list because of the kids that were put on the list, they got government assistance for their funeral. Mm. So all you had these 19 women who weren't even considered a part of the case, mostly because they were black women. Yeah. Jumping into it, like going into the details, mm. as I was, so I, I listened to Atlanta Monster, what, 18 months ago, two yeah, years ago, good. something like that. Yeah. Um, I had read a book on it. There have been several television attempts at it, like Will Packer just did one. But, uh, Regina, what's Regina's last name? King. Yeah, mm-hmm. w- working on one from what I heard, right? So one mm-hmm. of the things that I thought was super interesting, as you talk about like the the girls who are not included in the number, was... I don't remember where I read it, but I read someplace that between 1970 and 1985, they had 156 or 158 other children, black children from the Atlanta area that were murdered that people are trying to tie to this case now. And then going through Atlanta Monster, I remember them talking about all the rules of engagement they had, like the perimeter that was drawn. They said if you found a child outside of the perimeter, you could not add them to the case. And there was one that was like just barely over that they fought to get included. How much of that do you think came into play from a race perspective? Like, do, do you feel like it was because that we were black or because we were poor and because we could not, we didn't have a voice loud enough to fight back in this? I mean, I guess it gets a little complicated because the commissioner, the police commissioner, mm-hmm. was black. Yeah. Right? So that makes it extra complicated. So you're technically saying the leader of our investigative unit. And the mayor was black. And the mayor was black. There's a whole lot of black people making good money in Atlanta. We officially have a black middle class that's thriving and doing well. Mm -hmm. So it gets a little complicated, right? Like, so the kids, if the kids were white, there would have been a completely different story that would have been told. A hundred percent. Like, that's... 900% of the real, like, that's real. However, them being black at that time and where they were from was actually more of the issue. So they were from South Atlanta, from the projects, poor as, like, like, it's not that they came from bad homes, right? We're not talking about, like, whether they had a good mama or a bad mama, drugs or whatever. We're not talking about any of that. They were good, like, they were you know, that's kids. What, that's what the police and the media tried to and, say initially. And that's, but, like, let's be let's also be really clear. That's what they do now, right? Absolutely. The, the, first, the first thing they said about Botham Jean was, oh, he smoked weed. Yep. Absolutely. Right. So it's the these kids are it's it's one of those places where we're talking actually about the intersection of race and class. So they weren't a high enough class to matter and they weren't the right race to matter. The rough intersection to sit at. Mm. What's what's horrible about that is that's with us as black people in power. Yes. So this ain't even a racism type thing. It's more of how we treat each other. Yeah. Race and class internally. 
And I think even another layer than just black people mm. in power is black people in new power. Yeah. Right? Because we were just coming into yeah. power. So it's like, how can this happen on our watch? What can I do to protect, like, my status? And it, it, brings, in, it brings into question the legacy of Atlanta that we celebrate today. Would it be intact had things been handled differently back then in order to truly take care of the children, right? Mm -hmm. The families. Would, would black power have become a legacy in Atlanta had they approached it that way? Or would it be a stronger one? Right, exactly. Yeah. It brings all those questions. Because it's, it's definitely, it, it is without question, injustice. Because they did these parents and these children horribly. Even, even down to not even officially kicking off the case until sometime after these murders had happened. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is that like these kids were put on lists. And the, if you read the, all the articles and listen to all the things, the way that these kids were put on the list is hodgepodge and sketchy at yeah. best. Like at one point it's like, oh, because they live in this part of the yes. area. And oh, now it's because they got they were killed this way. And then it, it's all over the place. So essentially they keep throwing out cases without going back and being like, okay, mm -hmm. so we added a new dimension. So let's go backwards and see if there's other kids that belong on this list. There was no, yeah. there was no, at least not written anyway. There's yeah. no, there's no place that says, oh, well, we added you know, we added child three on here, but right. we didn't look at child at child two that was not on the list, right? right? There was no, it, it was missing a whole lot of just like thinking. Yeah. It, it's, and so actually, and if we're going back to like coming back to more recent history, you know, Mayor Keisha has opened up the, reopened the case and that's really great. But what I was actually most excited about, Mayor Keisha probably did it because of you know, there's publicity, right? Right. But what the Fulton DA has done is actually he is opening up the case to look at all the cases uh -huh. that happened during that time. Even though it's not attributed to. Not attributed uh -huh. to see what actually belongs on a list, uh -huh. right? So that is actually much more interesting. I didn't even know Mu that part had happened. Yeah, that's happened like three or so, maybe four weeks ago. That is much more exciting because then we'll be able to say, yes, there's 29 kids that were on the Atlanta's missing and murdered list. But mm -hmm. really what we want to know is were five of them, did five of them belong together? And then maybe three of them belong together and the, and the rest were one-offs? Like that's what we really should know because- right. Atlanta's Atlanta child murders is what we call it, but because there's five adults on the list, like that's not those aren't children, right? So there's a whole lot of it's messy, yeah, but fascinating. So mm -hmm. what what about the story in itself drew you all to it? Mostly that it 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 was a multi layered story that happened within the black community, right? There okay. wasn't. I'm I'm mostly attract I'm I'm attracted to telling stories from the point of view of us, right? Not from the point of view of us versus white people, right? Yeah. Right? It's us, period. Right. Us, period. Right? Definitely, what what attracted to me, what attracted me to it was there's so many places to go. So what I'm what I'm most concerned with in my filmmaking is what point of view tells the story. These children are usually told from the point of view of either Wayne Williams or the cops. Yeah. Two people who are not responsible for the Atlanta child murders. <laughs> right. So yeah. either either not responsible for getting it solved. Right. Because it's not solved. Because it's right. not solved yeah. or it didn't actually murder the children. Right. Right. This is the, 
This is the Atlanta child murder. So why well, if you aren't dig into it, man? It, you start uncut, exactly. man. It's wow. crazy. So if you look at if like you were mentioning with uh, Miss Regina King or or Mind Hunter actually focused yeah. part of their season, season on it. Two started with that. It came yeah. from a point of view of law enforcement, and 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 that's sort of that's my biggest problem with the way out stories are told. It's told yeah. from a very not us point Correct. of view. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yep. Because yep. we know law enforcement was informed by a, it was formed to capture us. Right. Absolutely. In this country. Correct. <laughs> right. So you know that narrative is going to be fucked up. Like out the gate, <laughs> yeah, right. Because if if I'm in, like in our perspective, right, <laughs> right. What are you What are you going to tell me at the, as a cop that you had all these clues that didn't solve it? That's what you're going to tell me. You're not going to tell me what's important is about why this environment happened. These things happened because, like mm -hmm. CJ said, these kids were poor and these yeah. kids were black. What right. happened in this environment where these kids can get left behind in a city that's too busy to hate with a black elite and a black middle class? Right. <laughs> that's what attracted me to the story, yeah. and that's where the story should come from because these wait, are the people who are in it. I can't wait to see what y'all do with it, though. Yeah. Can you, Patrick, name, can, you, can you name five children that were killed? I don't think I can name five, right? Can you name, I mean, three? What two, about their mothers? Or their mothers? <laughs> well, see, I, I think that's, that's important. It's important because you mentioned, like, the perspective. Yeah. And the entire time, when you pay enough attention, when you read enough articles, you find, you find our voice, but it's, it's cut, it's given to us in bullet points, and it's, it's never loud, right? They minimize it. Because the mothers had, the families had points of views, like surviving brothers had points of views. People who say that they escaped what was happening had points of views. But those are not truly incorporated in too many media outlets, right? Even now. the normal citizens that were neighbors yeah. struck in fear. What about the other kids who couldn't go outside yeah. and saw their friends disappear at a time when you're just supposed to be growing up playing hopscotch? Yeah. All these people have a point of view that's not being put across during these serial killer stories. Why... Why do we care about what Wayne Williams thinks? Yeah. Why do we care about what the what the cops think? It's still not solved, and it's coming at us from a very without us sort of law enforcement. Yeah. Right. I mean, and also the reality is is that we that in filmmaking you you like police dramas because they add a time component to it. It makes you feel like oh we're progressing in time. It's a mm. it's a trope, right? But like, but it doesn't actually do. A whole lot. You like it's it's just it's just a way to help time pass. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Law and Order SVU, right? But it's a good show. It's a it's a great show. But <laughs> but it, it sucks it you in, and you can watch it all day, right? Literally. It, but you also but it all but you also know what's going to happen in the morning, what's going to happen yeah. in the evening, yeah. what's going yep. to happen, like, oh, they're going to trial, so therefore now we're going to go to, oh, they're going to go ahead and talk to the witness, and then, oh, the witness is going to say, and... Yeah. And then they set it up for you, doom, doom. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> so, like, so, I mean, so, so they use police, not just, you know, okay, in this particular case, the police were, had some problems, being very polite, but then on the other, but on the other hand, in all these films and documentaries, they go immediately to the police because they feel like, oh, they're getting somewhere in the storytelling. But that's what happens in real life: is that we keep going, we keep circling the drain. 
right? So we need to bring back up all these these rumors and controversy controversies around. I'm gonna use your thing. I was gonna you, say, I'm, I'm controversy, glad. controversies. Yes, I'm gonna use all the issues that like actually were coming up. There was the KKK came up during this time. Yeah. There was child sex rings were coming up. Yeah. Human trafficking, just sort of in general. There was like just individuals coming into the neighborhood and taking kids. Like it's it's very serious, and so. That's what we need to be exploring. And that's not a crime drama. That is a what's going on in our communities drama. And I've been disappointed. I haven't seen anything mm. really attack any of that yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's been mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. I think, I don't know how you all feel, but I feel like Atlanta Monster at least did a good job of introducing some of these things yeah. that I had never heard before, right? Yes. Uh, the way they went in depth with the secrecy and the police, even today talking about the case, yeah. how deep they went into the, the controversy around the KKK, how much they went into the fact that Wayne Williams was caught on the very last day of this long-term stakeout on the very last hour on this random bridge. Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot mm -hmm. to it. And <laughs> we could go with this all day. But I want I want to go back to Cassandra real quick. All right. Talking about the story from the perspective of the mothers. One, I love the idea and the premise behind that because I do think it's a voice that's been minimized. What what's her what is she trying to say? Like if you had to boil down that entire the entire Thailand, everything you're doing, what does it boil down to? Everybody is forgetting, but she won't let him forget. Gotcha. Is she a real person? No, Cassandra is a sort of collection of all the mothers that we've researched or met. Um, and actually, it's 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 so we can, there's a lot of stories to tell, right? You can't yeah. tell 30, 29 stories in, you know, right. 15, yeah. 20 minutes, right? <laughs> or even two hours for that right. matter. But what we want to get a, get across is that Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. All these women weren't tropes, right? They weren't the strong, black, angry woman that people kind of pull across as black women. These, right. these women were professionals. They were teachers. They were nurses. They were, they were great mothers. They were mothers and fathers. They took care of each other's kids. Yeah. It's a whole community. All right. So when these things, so when you, your children or one of your friend's children who you feel is like one of your kids starts missing, yeah. you're the ones on the front line. Yeah. You're the ones knocking down Maynard's door saying, we need to do something else. Yeah. And that's what's lost in this. That's what doesn't get mentioned when Wayne Williams comes into effect. How much time did you all spend with the actual mothers and families as you began to put this together? To be honest, we're still trying to find families. So this is this is a this is an evolution. I think right. we've been working we've been working on this for about three years. Wow. Yeah, we did. We worked on, um, like I said, the. So you all were ahead of this wave, this new wave that's happening yeah. with this yeah. case. Wow. Yeah, I think that's the business, right? Yeah. Like you don't have a big enough like stage, so therefore you don't get the credit, quote yeah. unquote. There's probably even people that have been working on it much longer than we have. Wow. Yeah, so we, we thought it was important to, there's, there's never been a narrative piece done for the Atlanta child murders. Right. Or for especially the mothers. So we want to do both, actually, and Cassandra is the beginning. Part of, part of the proceeds of Cassandra that we're 
actually uh, contributing to a marker to permanently remember the kids. Nice. And give that over to the city. So something, something permanent, something tangible, right? right. I don't just want to be filmmakers and just say something that goes in the wind and disappears. You want to leave a literal mark. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. How does Cassandra fit into the idea of Stolen Ones? So Stolen Ones is the is the feature film that we that Ty and I have been working on for the last several for the last few years for the last three years. Um, funny story about Stolen Ones: I was at my friend's graduation party mm-hmm. and uh, talking about how we were going to kill kids because we, we were trying to. It was really intense because uh, essentially that's what the Atlanta child murders are: is yeah. a bunch of kids being I'm not killed multiple multiple. No, don't go to that party. <laughs> but her food was great and. So Stolen Ones really is a bunch of kids, is a couple of kids trying to solve the murder. Like Ty oh. said, like Patrick Balthazar did say yeah. out loud that he was interested in 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 solving the case. And then he died. Yeah. No, let's be let's be clear. He was killed. He was, yeah, he did, he did not die. He didn't die. He was killed. And so Stolen Ones is that. It's a, an exploration of kids trying to solve a, um, solve a set of murders that they notice is happening in their communities. From our talking to people, reading all the things, everyone was afraid during in Atlanta. It didn't matter if you were in Buckhead or if you were in College Park. Like everyone was afraid, and so, and so, what Stolen Ones does is it sort of tries to understand outside of the police what was going on in the media and what was going on with like the families and what was going on with the kids. So it, try, it does all those things. So Cassandra goes and goes a little bit further and says, okay, well now if we go and put people, only follow people that are not on the list and look at their families, then what could have happened? Yeah. And so we're, so we're, 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 we're not native to Atlanta. We, there's things I am, neither of us are old enough to have been around during that time. But we do understand what it's like to lose someone. We do know what it's like to experience grief. We do have mothers, right? So if we think about all the... So Stolen Ones is one level that's trying to understand like the, what the intersections of poverty and race and gender have to do. I, I love... I can speak about the inter- theory of intersectionality all day. So, like, so what those pieces do and then diving a little further into what does race and gender really do. Go ahead, Tyler. You got something? No. So, so stolen ones is is the big feature, and uh, yeah, like she said, it it does focus on the kids, but there's also a storyline about stopping Maynard Jackson. So we kind of wrap them all in a ribbon. Right. It's one big confusing environment, just as it was. Um, and we don't mention Wayne Williams in either story. Interesting. No. We don't talk about him. So we talk about what. What happened to make this happen? <laughs> to make the this kids. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, happened to the kids? Yep. Not what it's important to, to not talk about it. I mean, just mm-hmm. because when you look at everything that, I won't say everything because <clears> I don't know everything, but all the things that I think are common knowledge with the case now, he doesn't authentically tie into any of it outside of the few storylines that put him there, and they don't all even make sense. No, and also, also two people need to put a narrative out there that mm-hmm. like, oh, and if we wrap it in a good bow, Wayne will da 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 Wayne Williams, like, like correct, <laughs> it all leads right here, yeah, like, and that's not, and like, and that's the thing, like, Camille Bell losing her child in the way that she did, that's not yada 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 Wayne Williams, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was something happened to this kid that was really fucked up, and then. 
Yada, yada, yada. Then there was like some stuff that happened with the city and there was some messiness. Please, please, please do your research. It's really like what happened, like the response by the Atlanta, the city of Atlanta, the mayor, the black elite, the white elite, the business, like the business of being in Atlanta. Those, all those things were this huge, like every every place was 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 a roadblock for her. And for all of those families that were just trying to get their kids to be loved remembered and fought for. Yeah. It's a crazy story all in itself. Yeah. Like, as you were talking, I was thinking about, like, Mm. the jobs that Wayne Williams' father started getting all of a sudden. And then, like, you you talk about how Wayne Williams makes it so easy to put him in the case. Sure. Because he is such a character in himself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? Down to the press conference he held at his house, to Mm -hmm. the... To the things that he claimed from being whether uh, he was a, an agent, he was a music producer. I mean, all these different things. Radio, right. radio guy, yeah. right? And, and genius. It's just yeah. he makes the story himself, which kind of fits very well inside of this narrative of someone who, when you look at him and you hear from him, it feels like he wants to be known well enough to maybe risk something like this. He is man. If you you should go, you should look into it. You you talk about it. it's probably one of the most interesting cases that I've run into before. And I love stuff like this. I would call it, I would call it, I actually, I'd, I wouldn't even call him a diversion. I'd call him a distraction. Yeah. Like, so mm. he's been in jail for almost 40 years. So this year, 2019, marks um, the 40th anniversary of the first child, yeah. right? And 40 years and that child, that child's murder has not been cleared. It hasn't been solved. No it's, one's even been charged. No one's been charged. Alfred Evans, by the way, is the name of the child. He goes by Q. <laughs> so, you know, so so Wayne Williams is a distraction. Go ahead and let that... He was denied parole just like two weeks ago. Yeah. So let's go ahead and let that man go ahead and stay in jail and rot there. Because that's where he is. And we're going to move on and find these kids killers. And because I think it's plural, killers. I, I agree. <laughs> right? Like... Um, so many differences in each one of these. Like, it's, it's hard to see one person doing all that. Exactly. Orchestrated, though. Do you think it's orchestrated by a group or mm-hmm. just random? I, I think that there's a series of unfortunate events. So it's not random, but it's not one group. Like as I go through it, it feels to me as if it's not random. Multiple groups group. of people, but still it's not I, I don't look at it like each one of those children was killed by a different person. I I felt like there were a couple of groups who were killing kids. Or a couple of people who were killing kids, or several people. Who are killing kids? Mm-hmm. Like so, he, you know, so to changes. put it in in sort of an equally terrible way, if if there's no good way, I'm going to be honest with you, right? So if if you if in the wild you had an animal who dies, right? So then you have the rest of the animals that feed off the carcass. Some maybe the mm. crows, some maybe the hyenas, right? So this was an environment where you can easily pick a kid out because they went to go get some cigarettes at eleven. PM just for a nickel or a dime and came right back home. And if you offer them a little more money or, or to go somewhere, yeah, they'll take it. So different predators come to the same pool. It was easy prey at the time. And, to, and I hate to even say whether it like it be that. Games, it felt like. Whether it be child pedophiles or whether it be child traffickers. Yeah. 
whether it be white KKK people looking to take like or children. Or even out. just other black folk that are just fucked up too. Yeah. Because I also think that that's, there was also a level of that. Like, if you look into some of the cases, it seems like there were some issues going on between that child who was, you know, 14, 13 or so, and other kids. I don't, you know, I don't, I mean, maybe it's because I'm, Maybe it's because I feel old today, but like, you know, like kids today are a little insane, right? So there's there's like a level of that too of like, I don't know what other kids or their kids, kids' family members might have been willing to do to someone else yeah. because they were disrespected or whatever yeah. either. So yeah, so there, I mean... It's not, it's not, it's not white on black. It's not white on black crime. It's, it's not black crime. on black crime. It's crime. Yeah. Because so. you, you've had some children who came out and as adults and even younger children, they talked about the fact that they escaped and the person they escaped was white. Mm-hmm. There were some people who said, I, I saw Wayne Williams. There were some people who said, I saw another black man, but mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. Wayne Williams. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a whole lot out there. So it, that, that means it's, it's systemic. And that brings it back to the point of view of what it's looked at, right? If it's systemic and we look at the problem through a systemic way. Correct. Then then there's a different outcome. So, so what? So, what is there? There's that famous, their famous saying: "How can the oppressed also be the? How can the oppressor also be the oppressed?" Right. So, if we talk about systemic issues and systemic justice, right, you have to look at it from the actual oppressed, the truly oppressed. And in this particular case, it's absolutely the families. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they've been quieted the most. The most. Yeah. So with all Correct. that said, we still go one, two, skip a few. Wayne, Wayne Williams. Ah, yeah. see? Yeah. You, you, so you have to. Yeah. yeah. If you, ooh. Yeah. It's, it's easier to, to create a symptom and try to solve that yeah. than to actually solve the issue. Well, if there's, yeah. Who's, who's answering the question, whether it be a filmmaker or whether it be an investigator, of, how this environment was allowed to Correct. happen and allowed to thrive because you yeah. cannot fully tell me when the kids started to get killed and when they stopped. Yeah. And did they stop is and also a big question. Because there, there's several who say it happened and kept happening even after when he was, was arre- He up. was arrested. Yeah. Man, it's, brother, it's crazy oh. once you really start diving into this thing. Interesting. So, so here's a question. Do you feel like Wayne was involved? I won't say did it, right? Because I think we all agree that this was much bigger than just one person doing it. Was Wayne involved? I think he was convicted for a reason. So, you know, whatever. I, to be honest, I, this is probably, this is an injustice, but on my part, so I will claim, I will claim my problem. I don't pay as much attention to the adults on the list. I don't either. Were they added later too? They were all near the end. Okay. They were, yeah. And some of the reasons why they were added to the list are stupid. So one of them was well, like, I think it's a tie. Wayne Williams to the all the kids. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> we so smart. <laughs> Connect the dots. Right. <laughs> yeah. I see a circle, don't you? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like one of the adults was added to the list because they were like, oh, well, he acted like a child. He had like a mental, mental capability of like Stop a 14 year old. And I was like, who gives an ever living fuck? He was over the age of eighteen. Right, he's like, not a child. He's not what a he child. Like. I don't care what he acted like. I mean, I know thirty five year olds that are two. So like, whatever. But so I, this is an injustice to their families as I'm well. But I act skinny, so pray. 
It is. That's all that matters. Right. <laughs> when I look in the mirror, I'm still sexy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so like, so I skip over the adults. And so I focus primarily on the kids, which are the large majority. Yeah. Like, I think that's 20, 21 of those. And so, man, like, I just don't, under, I just don't understand why, why do we need to come back to Wayne Williams at all? But so, but as you said, as we were talking about, it has to be a circle. Yeah. So. What's been the hardest thing so far with trying to create and tell this story? Um, unfortunately, I, I feel in within tragedy, you do have a lot of people that are out for their own. Yeah. And one way or another, right? Just like what happened with the kids, right? Everybody sort of, you had the mothers who was looking out for the kids and the neighbors were trying to, but everybody else was trying to be like, all right, quiet down. And uh, <laughs> we have business to conduct. Uh, so, yeah, it's the hardest thing is, is are these people asking the questions um, that are truly trying to solve the issue, right? A a asking those questions are harder than just going to Wayne Williams and just approaching it in a very open and shut way, right? Once you start, it, start adding nuance or harder questions like um, why was there a curfew only for, for and the curfew and ended up being for kids who were also getting killed. So the curfew was for like eight and younger, but the kids that were getting killed were like 15, 16 also. So it's like things don't fit properly. And um, when something happens to your kitchen, you might say this is ludicrous, but that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I don't, it's, it's, it's been hard to, to find out who truly cares about the kids. So I broke down a couple times doing the research, still trying to find out. Other than the mothers, who also didn't, that people didn't care about. Yeah. Who cared about these kids? Yeah, there's like a, you mentioned something earlier oh. where I think it's important to also sort of bring back up again is the voices that mattered were silenced in lots of different ways, right? So if you look... Like, for example, Ty has been talking about Camille Bell. She's probably, like, the most well-known mother during this time. She was the mother of Yusuf Bell, who died in a horrific way. And we can't find her voice, yeah. like, her speaking out loud. We can see pictures. We can see short quotes. But she was the lady, the woman behind stop, which was sort of save our streets, save our kids, yeah. like really trying to lead, like she was a, a huge prolific leader in that. She was, her her bio is, you know, she was SNCC and like black empowerment and civil rights. Like she was a great lady just by herself. It sounds like she knew she had a she voice. She knew she had, she's, we've, we had actually, we've been able to speak to her and she's afraid. So 
when she left Atlanta and actually we're, we've been sort of collecting stories and collecting tidbits right now. And it's interesting because what people are saying is folks left Atlanta because they were afraid, yeah. right? So the, so the voices that we really need to hear, why are they afraid? How come they're afraid? Correct. And who are you afraid and of? And who are you afraid Correct. of? Correct. Did you all listen to and appreciate, like or dislike Atlanta Monster? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked Atlanta Monster. I oh. thought he, I thought, I thought he did a um a pretty good job breaking down the theories, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and CJ might have said earlier off the off the air that it's important to go after all these, look into all these theories because you don't have a better answer. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Is it right. right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like to that point. Mm-hmm. It was honest to goodness. It wasn't until um, for me, probably two thousand and maybe fifteen or sixteen, that I even realized that Wayne was never charged or convicted. I didn't because his of name the, is of so all the children, right? Of the children. His yeah. name is so synonymous with the killer of this <laughs> this this case that I I've just like most of the country. May, oh well, he did it. Mm-hmm. Until I, I was like, he hadn't even been charged with that. Only people he was like twenty one and like twenty six or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. They they closed it because they closed those cases. They closed the majority of the cases because they called it a pattern case for Wayne Williams. Well, let's 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 take the last few moments and mm-hmm. let's let's talk about what's happening next with Cassandra and how people can get involved, support, watch, follow, learn, and when they actually be able to see it and all that kind of stuff. So, what, what does that plan look like? Yeah, so we're we're smack dab in the middle of pre-production. Um, so planning where we're going to shoot and finding all the right characters and the people and all that good stuff. It is a an Atlanta through and through production. So so while Ty and I are not native Atlantans, Atlanta is home for us. And so we do our business here. We love being here. Right. Um, so it's an Atlanta crew, Atlanta cast. The whole up and down is everything is Atlanta. Um, so we want to base it here for that reason. Right. So pre-production is also fundraising. You know, got to get them coins. It's important. So we are... Um, we're also fundraising, GoFundMe, through private investors, the whole nine. So if people want to support us through that, we're happy to help, have, happy to take that money and do good things with it. We've talked a lot about where we are thinking-wise. So we want to make sure that people understand more and can actually see this on screen. Um, so everybody can find us on our website, The Movie Cassandra, T-H-E-M-O-V-I-E. That, oh, excuse me. It is the Cassandra movie. T H E C A S S A N D R A movie.com. Um, and then of course we're on social media, movie Cassandra at movie Cassandra on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so yeah, so we're hoping to go into pre-production, um, into production in March. And then we'll probably be releasing in early summer. Yep, in early summer. And um, I didn't tell you this, but uh, be on the lookout for stolen ones. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Be on the lookout for stolen ones. That's right. That, that's the big feature. That'll be coming yeah. to theaters. So. Cool. Well, if you could tell the people I'm one sorry. thing each, like what's the one thing, the very last question, the one thing that you want each person listening to take away from this conversation, for each of you, what would that be? The children and the mothers were important. Our stories as black people from our point of views are important. 
Don't forget that. CJ? Cassandra could be your own mother. Mm. That's and real. So it's losing a child, losing a loved one. We don't need... It's... It, this is a relatable story on a whole bunch of different levels. So understanding what grief and loss are like right. with a black face on it is important mm. to really be able to dive deep and ruminate on. Yeah, I love it. Well, listen, listeners, uh, we are at the end. I, I want to say one quick thing. CJ said that Cassandra could be your mother, and I want to take that a step further and say that if Cassandra is your mother, that means you are the missing of the dead child. So this is a very applicable topic, a very applicable story. And it's not so much about Wayne Williams, but it's about how we as African-Americans, as black people in this country, are often quieted, even when the truth lives within us. So take that, hold on to it. Look out for the movie, support. And with that, while black, we love you. We out. Peace. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.